Welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host, Louise Clark, a certified parent coach and mum to three teenagers. Trust me, I know just how hard being a parent can be. There are times when it can all become a bit too much and leave us feeling at our wits end. Sometimes we need some advice, a fresh perspective and a little bit of help. That's why I'm here and why I do what I do. And that's why I created this podcast. On the show today, I'm going to kick it off with a quote from an author called Madeline Levine. She wrote an amazing book called The Price of Privilege. And it will highlight the subject that I want to discuss today because it's such an important one for parents. The quote is this. Research has shown that one of the main factors involved in adolescent dysfunction is a lack of firm limits. Adolescents don't yet have the required prefrontal skills to make sound judgment to consistently and appropriately regulate themselves. They need to have limits set for them. So the topic today is limits. I mentioned in that quote a word called prefrontal skills. And I'll just, if you're unfamiliar with that, I'll define that to you. In the front area of our brain behind our forehead, it's an area called the prefrontal cortex. And that is the area responsible for executive functioning. So a lot of the executive functioning skills are to do with time management, uh, planning, uh, being efficient while you work. It also relates to our judgment our ability to rationalize, be logical, and to apply that into um, day-to-day occurrences. Now, the thing with the prefrontal cortex is it is not fully developed at birth. And get this, it doesn't fully develop until somewhere between the ages of 22 to 25. So I'll say that again, it doesn't develop fully until the ages of 22 to 25. So the implications of that and our children and our uh, expectations of them and what they can do and their ability to be able to set limits and hold them and and, uh, judge things appropriately, make rational decisions, make logical decisions, their thought processing, all of that is not as developed as it will be um, at age 25. So we have to set some limits for our children until they can set them for themselves. There's a reason why children need limits and and boundaries. They teach us so many things. Shefali Sabari says they are the means by which we absorb the will of another. So in other words, you know, when a teacher says, this is what I need you to do, you have to do it this way, here are the limits. the, The kids might not want to do it that way, but they have to recognize that the teacher is leading them and they have to absorb the will of the teacher. The teacher's doing it a certain way and she would like the kids to follow. With us, it's no different. It's just a bit harder with the in, with a parent-child relationship because there's a lot of emotional um, context there that is not in the relationship between the teacher and the child. Hence, many parents come to me and they say, you know what, he's really good at school. He, his teachers always say he's he always follows the, the limits and he adheres to them and he's a great kid. And yet they come home and they push us, push us, push us, and don't listen and ignore the limits. Normal behavior 
Is it acceptable? No. But the only way in which you can change it is for, for you to change your behavior. When I want my children to um, absorb the limits I set, they're not going to absorb them on their own. They need me to guide them. And the way in which I behave and I guide them is, is what will make it effective or not. And it's very easy to set a boundary and, and tell the kids what the limit is, but it's much easier to just let go of the limit and ignore it and let things just go on as they were. Nothing will change. Absolutely nothing will change unless we change our part to play in the dynamic that's being created. So limits teach children to live within them. They teach them how to learn to tolerate frustration. It's annoying when someone wants something done in a way that you do, that doesn't resonate with you. It's frustrating. So it teaches them that life is frustrating and they will have moments where they have to tolerate frustration. It teaches them how to delay gratification. You know, when they've got, got limits on their screen time and they don't want to finish the game because it's making them feel good, they have to delay that feel good till the next time. It also teaches them that the world does not revolve around them and it teaches them to tolerate the give and take of life. So the, the, the value of limits in a child's life are huge. And that quote says that research has shown that one of the main factors involved in adolescent dysfunction is a lack of firm limits. So in order to support um, our children's ability to develop socially acceptable behaviors, it's super important that they have some boundaries and limits to learn to, to develop the skills to be able to tolerate. So they have to you have to exercise a lot of self-regulation and self-control in being able to tolerate and absorb the, the will of another. And we as parents have to have a lot of self-regulation and emotional control and self-control to be able to deal with the pushback that our kids will give us when we set limits. They're not going to like the limits we set. Now, I'm referring to screens a lot here, but this is one that parents really struggle with. And I don't believe that the screens and the devices are the problem per se. Yes, they're addictive. I will, will they're highly addictive. But the problem is not actually the screen and the device. It's our inability to set boundaries around it and hold the limits that we set. So it's super, super important because these limits, they, they put boundaries around the things we want to protect and make sure that we honor them. And if we're going to do this, part of that picture is being able to police them. So you can't be too... Um, you can't set too many boundaries and limits because otherwise you'll be policing them all day. It's exhausting. But we do need to have some. So think about what your top four or five might be. And these need to be sacred. These need to be ones that they're not negotiable. Because when you work out those, the rest will just fall into, fall into place with much more ease. So the, the top, your top four or five, they might be around things like bedtime. If you value sleep and you know your kids need their sleep and you want to make sure you give that to them and protect that need, we need to set a boundary around them. Time spent on screens is another huge one. We know it's detrimental to their 
health and to the healthy development of their brain. You might want to protect the fact that you have family, you, you love family meals and you want to make sure you have family dinners together. So you have to do something to in order to protect that that um, that need of yours. It might be you might want your kids to make the beds every morning. That could be another set in stone one, not negotiable. You have to make your bed. What time to come home after a party, um, etc. There's lots of things. It might be around hygiene, might be around health, might be around exercise. So whatever they are, in order for our children to learn and for them to shape their behavior positively, they have to know what they are. They have to understand the importance of them to you. And for a boundary to really work, there has to be some significance to the child as well, even though they're not going to agree that they know that, say, screens are not healthy for their brain. They do underneath. You know, when we say, or let's take brushing teeth, for example, you know, they know if they don't brush their teeth, they're going to end up with cavities and they're going to end up at the dentist. So they know that. Now, they might push you on the limit and they'll push you, push you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it or I'll do it in 10 minutes. Whatever it might be, we know it's really important to them and we need to have them understand that, respect that, and know that on those not negotiables that they will be consistently put into play. I'll say that again, consistently put into play with firmness and kindness. We can be kind when we set boundaries. We don't need to be rigid and military about it. But these limits will protect the not negotiables in your family life. There's many, many, many advantages to, to doing it. And life is much smoother when, when people in the home know what each other's boundaries and limits are. And they offer our children a sense of security and comfort in, in, in their lives. You know, when they're younger, they don't, they don't know what time of the day it is. So the, the, the limits and boundaries around things help them realize, you know, oh, it's lunchtime. Oh, it's dinner time. It's bedtime. I have to go to school. I have to get up. All of these fall within a, a sort of broader band of limits. And they help to guide our children through through life. Um, they develop, and also, as I mentioned earlier, it helps them develop the capacity to live within them. They have to be able to learn to regulate and control their behavior and emotions when faced with something they might think is unfair, they might not like, they can't have, or they disagree with. There's lots of things in life that come up that you can't have that are not fair, that you don't disagree, that you don't agree with, but you have to go along with them. So as children get older and their responsibilities increase, the limits may change and perhaps naturally start to become less restrictive as they demonstrate more maturity, responsibility, and capability. So they are such an important thing. And in order to set effective limits, I mentioned consistency, firmness, kindness, but we need to support our children during the frustration we see them face. So when they push back and they yell and they shout and they're highly reactive and emotional, we need to support those emotions. We need to validate their feelings. So we, we can say to them, I know you don't want to leave the park right now and you're having such fun with your friends. It's horrible to have to leave something nice in the middle of it. I know, I get it. 
I was at a party the other night and I didn't want to leave, but I had to because the bus, I, I'd have missed my bus home. So support them in the heat of the moment rather than react to them. But we also need to state it as it is. So you hear them, see them, validate their emotions in the, in the moment. I see you. I see you're upset. I know you don't want to leave. It's horrible to have to leave. But here's the deal. We have to leave now because we have a dental appointment in 15 minutes and it will take us 10 minutes to get there. That's the truth of it. The bottom line. And, and if, they, if they hear you support them, see them, feel them, empathize with them, and then say it as it is, but you're kind while you do it, it's the best way in order to make sure those limits are held. As we role model this to them and they learn from living within the limits we set for them, the ultimate goal is that they will be capable of setting their own limits to live within for themselves. And if we think about screens, they need us to set the limits around them more than anything because they're so highly addictive. We know that. We can't put our phones down. So we really need to honor the addictiveness of that and help our children be able to manage and set limits around the times they sp spend on screens. And as they get older, we need to hand that responsibility to them. We need to guide them through the process of how it feels when you've been on them too long. What does it make you do? So they know, I can't be on this for too long. It's not good for me. It, it makes me go turn into a zombie. I can't sleep if I'm on my screen late at night. They need to almost experience it They've been guided through it, guided through it, guided through it. And then when they start to get lenient with the limits themselves and they recognize the effect, the negative effects it's having on them, it will help them be able to be more consistent with setting their own limits. I'm talking about setting their own limits here because I have three teenagers and my 15-year-old and 17-year-old, it's impossible for me to be setting limits on their devices all the time. But because I've done it, from, from when the, the phones came out, say 10 years ago, and they've had access to more uh, technology, I've been pretty consistent with it. And, you know, mine are, they're not too bad, but I, 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 I put that down to the fact that I was really consistent with my boundaries around it when they were little. And they are able to, I'm, I'm seeing that they're beginning to be able to self-regulate it um, now, which is a great thing to, to, um, to watch. So this week, think about the boundaries you want to set. Think about what they are. Think about how you are going to hold the limit because you will be pushed. Expect the pushback. Have a plan in your mind and uh, let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. And if you need any help, give me a call. If you have any questions, reach out to me, louise at yourparentingpartner.com. I hope you found it val the show valuable today. Again, going into the holidays, this is really key. This is a huge part of our lives, and I know it's a trigger for many, many mums. In fact, I would go as far as saying I don't know of a mum who is not triggered by their kids being on their screens. So going into the holidays, if you can get this kind of plan for in advance of the holidays, your holidays will be much smoother. So if you've enjoyed the show, please leave a comment um, in the boxes below. You can always share the episode on your social media platforms. If you're on Facebook, do share it. I'd love to, um, 
to get some uh, to put this out there. You can always find me at yourparentingpartner.com. I have a blog there with lots of great information, many downloads to help take things just a bit further and to bring some of the things I talk about into action. If you're a watcher, check out my YouTube channel, Parenting in the Thick of It. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.